Gould Parts presents Preps Rewind on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Here's Mike Danson. Happy Saturday out there. I uh, welcome into Preps Rewind, presented by Gould Parts. Gould Parts in Eaton, 45 East Collins in Eaton. Give them a call, 970-454-3355. Napa Parts provider opens seven days a week. Uh, A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. You can look them up at Gould Parts online. Thank you, Gould Parts. Uh, I am Mike Danson. This is Preps Rewind. Happy uh, Rocky Mountain Showdown Day out there for CSU and CU fans. Uh, I will give my pick at the end of the show here today. Uh, we will uh, run through what we're going to have today. We're going to have uh, Day Spring Christian Academy head football coach Ben Fusco. He will join us in uh, the next segment. Uh, we will talk about the start to his season. Probably not the start that he was hoping for. 0-2 to start the season. Um, they play today, 1 o'clock at home against uh, Front Range Christian. So they look to get uh, back on the uh, the winning side of things today. We will talk to him in that uh, second segment. In the third segment, uh, a big win for Eaton last night over Severance. Don't look now. Eaton starts 0-2. Now they're back to 2-2 after winning two in a row. Uh, we will have head coach uh, Cameron Stewart on in the third segment today. And then in that final segment, we'll uh, we'll look at uh, what is uh, going to happen next week on the preps football side of things. Who's playing who? Lots of bye weeks in uh, week five for teams in the area, but uh, we still have plenty of good games to look at. Um, we'll jump right into scores from uh, this week so far, and we'll talk about games that are happening today here on the preps side. So as we talked about <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, we will start with uh, eight man level. Day Spring will host Front Range uh, Christian. We'll talk to Ben Fusco here in a few minutes. Uh, Highland uh, Highland is zero and three on the season. A tough start up there, but uh, they're on a bye week. Hopefully, they can get some stuff fixed because they have a big one against University in Week Five. Platte Valley goes to Wiggins today. Kind of a fun thing out there in Wiggins today. The Platte Valley volleyball and football teams are both out there in Wiggins. So um, if you're a Platte Valley fan, uh, you can head out there and you can catch uh, all three levels of volleyball. And then I believe at 1 o'clock is the kick of the uh, football game. So uh, Platte Valley at Wiggins in football and volleyball today. You can spend a whole day out in Wiggins. Uh, we'll talk with Cameron Stewart, Eaton's head football coach. A big win. Uh, we'll get some more detail on that, but a big win over Severance last night, 34-33. to Valley football struggling on the season 0-3 now as they fall to Fort Lupton last night, and they fall 49-19. to So uh, a little bit of a struggle. They've uh, they scored two points in the, the first week of the season, so a safety there defensively. Did not score anything in week two against Berthoud. Uh by week, week three, and then put up 19 against Fort Lupton last night, but uh, give up 49. Uh, Timnath and Wellington played last night. The two newer schools, the schools that only have juniors, up to juniors playing. So they have freshmen, sophomore, juniors playing on these programs. Um, 
and Wellington moves to 4-0 and here on the season. They get the big win, 50-14. to So don't look now, but Wellington with a bunch of uh, probably sophomores and juniors playing on the team, 4-0. and Just think uh, they're having a great season this season. Next season, when those guys are seniors, they've been playing for three years since they were sophomores. Uh, Wellington building something up there in Wellington for a football program, but this just takes Timnath the two and two, so they're they're not in a horrible spot either. Uh, Berthed, the team, I I am jumping on this Berthed bandwagon more and more. They beat Thompson Valley. Uh, last week, sixteen to fourteen, and, and as we as we move in to uh, the three A level of scores, we'll talk about it. But Thompson Valley took out four A Loveland last night, fourteen to zero. So um, I'm not the kind of guy who likes to play that roundabout way of uh, okay, this team beat this team that beat this team, so they should be able to beat this team. That's that's not really how it all works. But uh, the fact that Bertha did take out Thompson Valley, Thompson Valley takes out Loveland. This Berthet football team on a bye week, but uh, they play at Lamar next week. But uh, Berthet is a quality football team, and they're in that league with uh, the Eaton Reds. A university last night, Elizabeth, they went down to Elizabeth. Elizabeth, another team at that 2A level that I think is going to be in that you know final eight, maybe final four. Uh, Elizabeth takes down University 22-13 to last night. So uh, university kind of a... Bit of a roller coaster ride, a, a tough, a tough roller coaster. Delta to start. Delta, kind of consensus number one team at that two A level, took out University in that first week. They go to Eaton and beat Eaton in the second week. Have a bye week and then go to Elizabeth and lose last night. Moving on to the three A level, we talked about uh, the Eaton Severance game. Severance uh, lost by one point, thirty three thirty four to Eaton. Resurrection Christian, a, a second bye week. They play Saint John's. Uh, next week in week five, I think that team is out of Missouri, I believe is what I saw. Roosevelt moves to four and oh, no surprise there. They win 42 to 21 over Highlands Ranch, a 5A squad. So uh, Roosevelt uh, just continuing to do what they do, putting up tons of points and uh, getting wins. Mountain View falls to oh and four. They lose to Holy Family 46 to 28. Thompson Valley, we talked about, takes out Loveland 14 to 0 last night. Northridge also moves to 4 0. They uh, beat up on Greeley West last night. So they are, they are kind of kings of Greeley at this point. They, they beat Greeley Central last week and they beat uh, Greeley West this week. So, uh, they win 40-12 to 12 over Greeley West. Windsor, they fall for the first time, but they play another really close game. They had won their first three games by a combined six points, and then they go to Fossil Ridge last night. They fall 35-30 to 30 to Fossil Ridge. Loveland, we, we already mentioned them. They lose their first game of the season to Thompson Valley, 14-0. Greeley Central moves to 2-2 two and two on the season. Uh, they beat Palmer... I believe that game was on Thursday. They beat Palmer 35-20. to So Greeley Central now 2-2. Two and two. Greeley West, we talked about losing to Northridge. Fort Collins, uh, and you just kind of look at uh, this 5A football in the area, the Fort Collins teams, Fort Collins, Fossil Ridge, Poudre, Rocky Mountain. Out of those combined four teams, we only have two victories out of those teams at the 5A level. Uh, Fort Collins, they fall to 0 and 4 now. They lose to Cherokee Trail 35 to 31. Fossil Ridge got the win over Windsor 35 to 30. And Pooter 0 and 4 now, really struggling. Uh, they've lost uh, 
twenty to zero, thirty six to seven, close against Prairie View, Prairie View in week three, twenty one to nineteen, and then Brighton uh, really took it to him last night, forty two to zero. So, and Rocky Mountain, the only other team at that five uh, A level. Uh, in Fort Collins that has a win, but uh, it came in the first week. Last last night they lose. I think this game was actually on Thursday, but uh, they lose to Eagle Crest thirty four to nine. So uh, a struggle at the five A level. We got uh, a few teams at that four uh, A level: Windsor, Loveland, in the area that are doing well. Roosevelt and Northridge. I believe if you look at any rankings, both of those teams are kind of right in that top ten. Thing uh, Roosevelt is definitely one of the top teams. Um, Chassa kind of went away from doing rankings this year, and they're doing a seeding index where they take the team's RPI, they combine it with Max Preps uh, ratings that they get uh, to make one rating, and they call it the Chassa Seeding Index. And it, it's odd to me. You look at what Roosevelt has done as a football team, and I believe in that Chassa seeding index. Roosevelt is number seven in that. You know, it's it's early in the season still. They have plenty of time to move up, but just uh, I'm not sure how this new system that Chassa is using as a seeding index as their rankings uh, is going to work out. But uh, we'll kind of see how that uh, plays out as we move through the season. Uh, we're going to hop out right now, and on the other side, we will have Dayspring Christian Academy head football coach Ben Fusco, good friend of mine. He will join us here on Preps Rewind, presented by Gould Parts. Uh, we are live in the Aloe Fiber Studios. You are listening to Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back into the Aloe Fiber Studios. You're listening to Preps Rewind, presented by Gould Parts. I am Mike Danson. Uh, on the line here, we're going to get uh, head coach of Dayspring Christian Academy, Ben Fusco. Ben, how are you doing today? Hi, Mike. I'm doing fantastic, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah, Ben, I, I appreciate you jumping on kind of on short notice here, helping me out a little bit. You bet. You bet. Always glad to help you, buddy. Hey, uh you know, I, I know that this season probably hasn't started out the way that you, you've wanted, uh, the 0-2 start. Um, but, you know, I look at what you guys did against Byers last week. You put up 36 points. That's the most points that they've given up all season. You have to be happy with kind of where your offense is progressing to. Absolutely, Mike. You know, and as you and I go way back, there's kind of the nuances of understanding what what a team is and, and what a team has. Um, and I think that's the reality of a season. It's not so much um, where you start. It's always where you end. And I think along the journey, it's, it's you know, every week becomes something different and you take in stride the realities of what that game was, what that game was in the week before and, you know, how you move forward. So there are some things that we've gotten a lot better on. A lot of the offensive stuff that we did produce on, um, you know, still working and the tweaks out on the defensive side. Yeah, I, I look through your your stats offensively. It looks like you've got about five different guys that at any point could uh, could be running the ball for you. That's correct. Yeah, like Eli, my my boy is, 
you know, kind of our number one guy, but he's been banged up since the scrimmage, and so we've been kind of working him back in. You know, unfortunately, we lost the Martin kid. He did break his leg, and I think that was a huge thing early on in that game. That was on the first drive, and that kind of took a little bit of gas and a little bit of wind out of the sails of the boys, and so, you know, I think even our coaches were a little bit shocked at, at those types of realities. So, you know, trying to respond and learn how resilience is, both as a coach um, and a coaching staff and as a team. So, got a lot of kids that were starting rotating around and, you know, trying to get healthy, and it's it's weird to say trying to get healthy after week two, but it is kind of a reality um, early on, and so we're just progressing. Well, and something like that that happens in a season, it it really can go two ways, and you you hope it goes the good way. You hope that your guys can all come together and kind of rally behind it, and, and you can build off of that and, and grow as a team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's where, I mean, this is the biggest test. Like, it's easy to coach, as you and I both know. It's easy to coach X's and O's. It's easy to do drills. It's easy to practice. The reality is how to play as a team, how to move into the areas of these intangibles. Who has resilience? Who has that, you know, who's the gamer that's going to lead? Who's going to step up? Because when they're on the field, you're not on the field with them. And none of those realities from practice are there. So we need to move forward in a way where the team starts to trust each other, move in the right direction, and hope that through this sort of fire of resilience that some leaders will rise up and, and help us move forward. And you have front range Christian today, coach, uh, Talk to me about, it looks to me like uh, you kind of got to shut down uh, the quarterback, Jack Edwards, and wide receiver, yeah. Luke Jerome. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so Front Range is always a very well-prepared team. Coach Paul uh, does a really good job of getting his boys in the right spot. Um, you know, on the athletic side, in years past, you know, they've had one or two spots yet, but the team's been young. Um, this year, though, you know, on film, they look like they're very aggressive. They look very athletic. And so, you know, you, in eight-man football, as you know, sometimes those spread-type teams, you know, because of a mobile quarterback, which he is, you know, can, can, put, a, can put a dent on some defenses. So we've been working really hard at, at trying to realize how we're going to attack that. And so, yeah, trying to really kind of keep this kid in the pocket a little bit and, and uh, see where things can go defensively for him, for sure. It, it's, it's amazing to me, like, at that eight-man level, it it really comes down to uh, really how well of a tackling team you are because if you do run into this uh, kind of kid like Jack Edwards here, um, you really have that one shot to make that tackle or else it's really a lot of trouble. That That's absolutely true, 100% spot on. That's what happened in the Holly game. They're a similar team way down by Lamar. So, you know, they, they spread it out. They've got that senior quarterback runs around. So, you know, with linemen, it's it's so unique. Defensive line usually goes and finds the football, but in this sense, you have to teach kids to be more – cognizant of where they are in space and, and how to tackle in space. And so, you know, that's the number one thing I think in all of football and you see it all across the board. How do you tackle in space? How do you be in control when you do that? And so an eight man, it's definitely unique, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a unique challenge for sure. Yeah. It's, it's so different than like in 11, man, you're talking about, okay, one guy can get there and hold him up and then everybody kind of rallies to it, but the, the rally doesn't uh, come as fast in the, at the eight man game. I, yeah, absolutely, man. It's just one of those things where, you know, as you know, resilience rises. We just got to keep moving forward, man. I, I, it's, it's just hard to answer all of those realities of, you know, when our kids grow and push, you know, what, what we're going to become in the long run. Yeah, coach. Uh, so offensively, it it looks to me like uh, you've kind of been playing a couple of different kids at quarterback, or yep. you just have one. Uh, yeah. So the Isaiah Bryant kid got a little bit sick this week, and so. Um, we're going to be rolling with the, the 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 Coleman kid. Peyton's done a really good job. He's a really smart kid. Um, he's got an even keeled nature about him right now. He's uh, and I think towards the end of the game last last week, kind of 
going back and forth between them. You know, Isaiah has a great spot. He can play all the other positions as well, which is helpful. He can play our stand-up receiver. He can play our sniffer. And so that's helpful to then take the, the, the junior um, Coleman and, and kind of put him in that spot. He's, you know, he's a brilliant kid. So he, he gets me, as you know, I'm a wordy guy, and we can get into depth of things, but he follows with me, and we're on the same page. And so I'm going to give him a shot today, and uh, he's been doing real well in practice, and we're excited about him. Yeah, Coach, uh, it's it's going to be a lot better once you find that one that you can just roll with and, and everybody can just get behind him. Um, let's talk about defensively. You know, we, we've kind of went there a little bit, but uh, what are you working on specifically defensively? I guess, like I talk about with the Byers game, you guys were able to put the ball in the end zone, but uh, just gave up a bunch of points. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, part of that is a little bit of the eight-man reality. Part of that is... You know, uh, not necessarily young kids, but sort of, you know, the way we've tweaked the defense this year and trying to get the kids right. So sometimes when you get kids on defense, as you know, they get so hyped up, you know, that we're out of our lanes. We're, you know, over the top on plays. We're not taking the right angles. Those are the things we've really been working on, trying to stay in our lanes, trying to, you know, stick to our responsibilities. Um, And then we had like three kids that get banged up in that game. You know, we've been conditioning a ton extra because of that. I think we're under conditioned, you know, week two, sometimes that's a reality. And so we're just working hard. I mean, we're running a lot, you know, kids to try to get gassed, um, to get less gassed in the game, to try to be ready and to try to stay athletic. So, you know, defense is is spot on. I think we're in a good spot in preparation this week, but, you know, we're going to see how much better we got in the conditioning world and how much better we're going to be in our angles and and, uh, keeping in our lanes. Well, Coach, uh, good luck against uh, Front Range Christian today. I I look forward to, you know, meeting up with you at some point, uh, and and we'll talk about uh, anything and everything as we normally do. Um, so good luck today. Uh, good luck through the rest of the season. We'll, uh, we'll probably chat again at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, thanks for the call, man. Yep. That's uh head coach of Dayspring Christian Academy, Ben Fusco. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, Ben and I spent a lot of years coaching together at Platte Valley when I was out there. Um, Ben and I were assistants together. And, and one thing I, I love, I love Ben. I love that guy. He, he means more to me, uh, than, than a lot of my uh, people, he's he's done a lot for me in my life with uh, some tough times. He w- he was always one of the guys that was there for me to uh, to lean on, and and he would give me plenty of time to just sit down and talk with him. Uh, just a, a fantastic individual, and I, I I wish nothing but the best for that guy. Um, but uh, he and I were in spots where he was an offensive guy and I was a defensive guy, and sometimes we would butt heads. But he and I were always able to talk through everything and we always came out on the the good side of things with each other i i have so much respect for ben and and the leader of men that he is and uh just just a, a great dude so um i i hope that they can they can get on the winning track today and then carry it on as they they move through their season and and work their way into the playoffs so um i know before uh before ben came on uh during that break uh micah and i were were talking about their pizza down there at fusco pizza downtown just uh really good pizza also his his family uh kind of runs that place and and they're putting out some really good pizza if you if you're interested head down there and have some you got something it's, it's grandma style pizza yeah so it's a it's a thicker crust it's not quite as thick as chicago but it's square uh thicker crust they have 
great toppings. Yeah, and I'll tell you, like the last time we went in there, it was uh, what we're in September now. It was August. They had the pickle pizza, and my wife was just going crazy about the pickle pizza. It's, and, I don't think it's on the menu anymore. No, it, I think not, they've, they've uh, moved yep, on. September, they've created it's like a cheeseburger pizza. I think this this time now, but uh, I love it. I know Micah probably is going to shake his head at me here, but I love. Uh, my Canadian bacon or ham and pineapple. I love pineapple on pizza. I, and, I have had pineapple on pizza, my former favorite pizza, and uh, Right Coast, which yep. was the predecessor to Fusco, had pineapple on pizza, and there was one that I specifically liked that pineapple. And what I love about going into Fusco Pizza is the pineapple is fresh. This isn't like a, it, you know if you order from one of the faster places around, like that you just get a delivery. Um, that it seems like this is coming out of a can. This is this is fresh pineapple, and I love it. It's just it's so different. But um, you yeah. should really uh, all of their toppings are good. I the what I got so I got a, a full pizza. They they have seven by sevens and then uh, fourteen by fourteen. Fourteen by fourteen is the full. So I got one and I topped it all with uh, green pepper and uh, what else did I get on it? Meatball. Their meatball yep. is really good. And that's uh, the other times we've gone in there, my wife gets, she's not a vegetarian or anything like that, good. but she always gets the gardener pizza and Gross. it comes out with just a ton of vegetables on it and she loves it. But yeah, so uh, I guess we can, we'll take a break here. Micah and I will continue I, I, our, I just our pizza say- talk, but. I, I said gross because I do not believe in, like, if I'm going to have vegetables, I'm going to have vegetables on a pizza, but I will not have all vegetables on a pizza. I yeah. believe that is just un-American. Uh, I, don't, I don't really eat vegetables at all. So. But uh, that was, uh, we had Ben Fusco, Dayspring Christian Academy, also connected to Fusco Pizza. That's how we got where we are right now. But um, on the other side here, we will have Eaton head coach, uh, Cameron Stewart. We'll talk about his big win against Severance last night. Uh, you are listening to ooh, a little squeaky there. You are listening to Preps Rewind on Northern Colorado's Voice 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back into Preps Rewind, presented by Gould Parts, Gould Parts, and Eaton, your Napa parts provider. Give them a call, 970-454-3355, open seven days a week. I was just into Gould Parts this last week. I went out uh, one morning to go to work, and the battery on my truck was dead. I had to head over there and get a new battery, put that in, uh, good to go now, so Gould Parts in Eaton. Head over there. They will get you everything you need, automotive parts. Now we will uh, bring on Cameron Stewart, the Eaton football head coach, after their big win over Severance last night. Cameron, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, You know, I kind of was wondering how your guys' season was going to go, and it's kind of morphing into what I thought. You guys kind of struggle out of the gate a little bit, but now uh, kind of back on the winning train with two in a row. Yeah, and I don't think you were the only one with a lot of questions, you know. Um, Players had questions, our staff had questions, and obviously a lot of people around the state had a lot of questions. So these last two weeks, our guys have grown a lot and 
hopefully we kind of start getting on a little roll here. Well, and is, uh, is that growth coming from you guys as a coaching staff kind of figuring out what fits this group of kids? Or from what I've seen, uh, it looks like Connor Davies kind of really morphing into the quarterback you thought he was going to be. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, I think I think at the beginning we were trying to do some of the stuff that we were still that we were doing last year, and um, you know, it's a whole different group. And and yeah, you're exactly right. Connor Connor's really starting to settle in. He's kind of becoming the quarterback that I, you know, over the summer and stuff really imagined him to be. Um, he's a really good athlete, and so we know that he can use his legs um, really well, and also he's making really good decisions in the air. Coach, uh, your defense has been something that you've been able to lean on through those first three games, especially. You gave up some more points uh, than probably expected last night, but the uh-huh. defense is something that's really been uh, something you can lean on. Oh, yeah, and that's been the case for the past couple of years. You know, our, We always knew our defense was going to hold teams probably under 21 points, and so the offense just had to score a little bit. And, um, you know, Coach Duncan and Coach True and even Coach Alleman, uh, with our D line, they've done a really good job. Um, tons of props to Severance. They they really took advantage of of some gaps in our defense last night, and but they kind of had the old bend but don't break mentality. So yeah, and and you brought it up there. So let's let's jump into the game last night. It, it was a very back and forth game. Neither team really got a two score lead at any point. So it was just really back and forth. Yeah, it was. You know, we went down at halftime. I think twelve fourteen and. And uh, and then the second half was really back and forth. We would score, they would score, and it was just kind of back and forth. And I knew on their final on their final possession when they when they went up seven, I was like, hey, if they you know if they make this extra point, then we're going to go for two. Um, just with how our how our kicking game was going last night. And we talk about the defense gave up more points last night than they had in any other game, but uh, they still had the turnovers. I think you had three interceptions. I'm not sure about any fumbles, but you had three interceptions. Yeah, one fumble. So, yeah, three interceptions and a fumble. I mean, and, and at crucial points, too. Um, Benson Hood had that really big one there in the fourth quarter. Um, Cooper Nider had one, actually, when they were when they were in the red zone, and then obviously that final one by, by Gunnar Duncan. And I, I'm going to bring him up because I've always loved the way that he's ran. Even I think you know he was getting a little bit of play as a sophomore, and then last year. But uh, D'Angelo Rosas seems to be somebody that you can really uh, lean on offensively, and he and he's doing a really good job for you. Yeah, these past two games, he's really hit his stride, and, and I think that comes from our offensive line. You know, kind of like last year, how we started off slow um, up front. We we did that this year as well, and and the offensive line is is really coming into their own. Um, they're now getting more vocal to me on what's what the defense is looking like and what they think is going to work well, and and it's really opened up a lot of holes for D'Angelo, and and he's such a he's such an elusive back, and he he really has good vision, and he can see holes and and cut when he needs to, and make big plays for us. Yeah, he he's the kind of kid that uh, you know it, it, you look at him and you're not sure what type of back he is, but he he can run people over. He's very elusive. Um, he has great vision. Uh, the one thing I always liked is once he puts that foot in the ground and decides where he's going, he gets there quick. Yeah, he does. He has a really good burst, and and you're right. He can put a foot in the ground and change directions really quickly, and so it, it makes him really tough to tough to tackle. So, coach, uh, you have your bye week coming up before you get into your like league schedule. What what type of things are you looking to build off of these last two wins and, and take into the bye week and, and build on? 
Yeah, so we're really going to go back and look at look at this last film, um, especially on the defensive side of just what you know what Severance was able to take advantage of. Um, this week's going to be a lot of teaching. You know, not necessarily looking towards Steamboat quite yet uh, until until the weekend, but it's really going to be refining kind of those fundamental skills and just fixing all the things over sort of the first four weeks. Yeah, um, one thing that. Uh... I looked at you. Kind of mentioned it there that you decided early that if you guys scored, you were you were going to go for two. But it it amazes me the the mentality it takes for the coach to kind of like get into that mode where it's like, okay, we're we're going for two on this one, or the ones who make it early like you did, or kind of the ones that are you know happening as it uh, making that decision as it happens. So mm-hmm. kind of take me through that pro- that process and and what made you go for two. Yeah, I mean, we just knew that it was a back and forth game, and and I. And I thought, you know, with about five minutes or so, that if we got the lead, that um, that we were going to hold on to it. I was, I was really talking to Coach Dunk about it, and and we talked, and we said we're going to make a stop. And so I really trusted him and trusted the defense that if we we got a lead, we were going to hold it. Well, and then you get that lead, and I'm just kind of looking at your uh, the score tracker here on, on Max Preps, but. Your, your defense comes up huge. It looks like you had two interceptions to kind of stop drives after you guys got the lead. Yeah, yeah. So so Benson Hood had that interception, um, and we thought from there, I think we got the ball back four or five minutes left. And, and you know, our offense, we were talking, we we're like, hey, we're, we're going four-minute drill, and we're going to hold the ball, and we're going to run it out. And, you know, it didn't, it didn't go that way. I think we went three and out there, and I actually called a pass play on second down, which I was second guessing the entire time and stopped the clock. And I thought right there we were going to lose it because of it. But, um, yeah, so we had to punt it away and then they go on another drive. And, and then that's when Gunnar Duncan got that last one. That's great, coach. I, I'm happy to see that you guys have kind of bounced back after going 0 and 2. But it, the 0 and 2 start is, is against two really quality teams as you guys have kind of set up the schedule to uh-huh. be a, a bit of a challenge early. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's what's going to make us better in the long run. You know, playing playing a good team like Classical Academy and and University, and they're they're two really top good top ten or probably top five, maybe even top four or three teams in the state right now. And so, um, and even you know, Platte Valley is always tough, and um, and Severance they're they're a tough team. So I think that's just going to set us up better later on. I I know you're not looking too far ahead, Coach, but. Uh... Just me and the the position I'm in at this point. I I'm looking ahead. I can't wait until that Eaton Berthin matchup happens. Honestly, I I'm very excited. That Berthin team seems to be really salty, and and you guys are going to grow and uh, and be uh, competitive, more competitive, and, and you're already winning games at this point. So that's a game I'm looking forward to. I know you're not looking that far ahead. <laughs> yeah, we try to always stay one game at a time, you know. But but we do know that Berthin's on the radar, and and they are. They're they're definitely a top contender for the for the league this year and we know how good they are and um it's gonna be a good game yeah coach uh i i really appreciate you jumping on with me i'm i'm excited to see what the what the future holds for you guys after uh starting zero and two and now you got back-to-back wins a great win last night over severance uh with the one point win so congratulations on that uh look forward to talking to you as the season progresses here all right thank you very much look forward to talking to you too that is uh, head coach of the Eaton Reds, uh, Cameron Stewart, jumping on with us. Uh, just a, 
I kind of saw this coming with this team, a team that, you know, they've won three state championships in a row. At some point, you're looking at this group and saying, oh my gosh, they have to fall off at some point. And and I'm not sure that it's going to happen yet. I'm really not sure. That 0-2 start, I'm sure there were lots of uh, rumbling about, um, you know, even Coach Stewart uh, out of people in the Eaton area or fans of that Eaton program going, man, is this guy the guy? But uh, they've bounced back now. They beat Platte Valley uh, pretty handily in week three, 48 to 12. And then they get the win over Severance uh, 34-33 last night. So Eaton kind of getting back on that back track, uh, winning track. Let's uh, let's look here. So Eaton is going to have their bye week here in week five. They play Steamboat Springs in week six. Fort Lupton in week seven. And then here's the one that I'm really looking forward to. Week eight, it's a, it's a ways off. So we're looking at a month away at this point. But uh, Eaton, I believe, at Berthoud, it's going to be Eaton at Berthoud week eight. That's going to be, I think, for all the marbles in that uh, that league. So um, Berthoud, a team that uh, we talked about as we were going through scores, a team that has beat Thompson Valley, and then Thompson Valley beats Loveland. It's Berthoud is a quality football team. I, I think that's a team that's going to challenge uh, challenge maybe for a state championship, honestly. I, I'm not sure how far they can go. A, a little bit inexperienced uh, in the team as, as far as going to the playoffs and making deep runs goes. But, uh, you know, the first year that I was coaching at Platte Valley, Platte Valley uh, – I guess it was the second year I was coaching, but the second year at Platte Valley I was coaching in 2006, we uh, we hadn't been to the playoffs. Platte Valley as a group, the school, hadn't been to the playoffs since the early 90s. I think it was like 93 was the last time they were in the playoffs. Don't make the playoffs until 2006. And then uh, we made a run all the way and lost in the state championship game. So maybe that experience isn't is so big as, as I'm making it out to be, but... Uh, Bertha, the team to watch as we move through this season. So um, I think we're going to jump out now. On the other side, we will uh, we'll preview the next week of football, week five of prep football. I will give you my pick for the Rocky Mountain Showdown that happens tonight at 8 p.m. Mountain Time. It was cool watching College Game Day live in uh, Boulder this morning. Um, You're listening to Preps Rewind, presented by Gould Parts on Northern Colorado's Voice 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back into Preps Rewind. I'm Mike Danson. Preps Rewind is presented by Gould Parts in Eaton, 45 East Collins in Eaton, 970-454-3355, open seven days a week. Your Napa Parts provider, owned by Alan Gould and his family since the 70s. The staff has been there for the long haul as well. Just call in and ask for what you need, and they will get you taken care of. Uh, I was in there, I was saying, I was in there just this last week. Uh, They came out... uh, I got my truck started. I got it over there. They came out, tested my battery, made sure I had the right battery. We got it put in, and uh, it's uh, back to running as good as she was before then. So uh, thank you, Gould Parts, for your sponsorship. Uh, We are in the Aloe Fiber Studios. We are going to look at next week of football for the prep side of things here. Um, We talked with uh, 
head coach at Dayspring Christian Academy, Ben Fusco, earlier. They play Front Range Christian today at 1 o'clock at their home field there. So if you have nothing going on and you want to go catch some football, head over to Dayspring Christian Academy and uh, catch them taking on Front Range Christian today at 1 o'clock. Next week, Dayspring Christian Academy will play Hayden and uh, hopefully they'll be on a one-game winning streak at that point. Highland on a bye week this week. They have a tough go next week. They will be playing University University, a team that's going to be coming off a loss against Elizabeth last night. But uh, University, a quality football team at that 2A level, and Highland at that 1A level has been struggling a little bit to start the season. They are 0-3. Platte Valley heads to Wiggins today. I mentioned that uh, if you're a volleyball, football fan, you can head out there. Platte Valley volleyball, the C-team game, JV game, and varsity game all go on before the football game. The football game starts at 1. The volleyball is before that, so you can head out there and watch uh, a lot of Wiggins against Platte Valley action today. Next week, though, Platte Valley will be on their bye week uh, as we'll get through this two-way level, you'll see that a lot of teams are on their bye week, including Platte Valley Eaton next week on their bye week, coming off of two back-to-back victories there for Eaton. Valley will play Weld Central next week. Uh, they have their bye week in week three. They're coming off a loss, 49-19 to Fort Lupton. They're 0-3 on the season. They play Weld Central next week. Timnath and Wellington both are on bye weeks, moving into week five. Berthed just were on their bye week this week. They head down. They have another challenging game at Lamar uh, next week. So I think that's an early start, too, because of the drive time. So they're starting a little bit early down there in Lamar. But Berthed at Lamar. University, we talked about, they will play Highland. Uh, look for them to get back on track against Highland. They will probably move to 2-2. Two and two, But uh, University, a, a really good football team at this point. We think they're they're one and two. Their two losses are to two teams, Delta and Elizabeth, that I think are are easily teams that we're going to see in the final eight of that two A level. Maybe a couple of those, maybe those two teams may be in the uh, final four of that two uh, A football. Moving on to three A, looking at next week, Severance uh, coming off. Uh, they won their first game of the season against Canyon City. They went down there and they battled back and, and had a huge win. And we talked with Van Winkle, and he was he was very happy about the way that his team fought back. But uh, they've kind of ran into it here the last three weeks. They've uh, lost three in a row after losing to Eaton last night. They will play Evergreen in Week 5. Resurrection Christian, uh, they are 1-1. One and one. They've only played two games. They played Moffat County in one. They went to Buffalo, Wyoming in week three and lost. They had a bye week this week. They play St. John's, like I said earlier. I think that school is out of Missouri, so uh, they will play a school out of Missouri. Roosevelt, the 4-0 Roosevelt Rough Riders, and Coach Lane Wassinger just doing what they do. They have a bit more of a challenge coming up. Holy Family, a quality team at that 3A level. They will play Holy Family in Week 5. Mountain View just played Holy Family and lost this week, 46-28. to They're 0-4. They are heading into a bye week and trying to uh, rework the deck there and see what they can do coming off of the bye week in Week 6. Thompson Valley, a huge win for Thompson Valley last night, beating Loveland. Um, Loveland just... Uh, as anybody in the area knows that keeps track of prep football, Loveland is a team that we just expect to be, you know, if not in the Final Four, in the state championship at that uh, 4A level every year battling for it. But uh, Thompson Valley with a huge win, 
14 to 0 over Loveland uh, last night and they play Riverdale Ridge in week 5. Northridge is going to play Rangeview. They are 4 and 0. Um waiting for a game where Northridge is going to be tested a little bit. Maybe it'll be Rangeview in week 5. Windsor they lost uh, this week. They moved to 3 and 1. They will play Erie. Erie I believe is is looked at as the number one team in that 4A level, no matter what uh, you look at, uh, whether you're looking at the Chassa seeding index or the Colorado Prep uh, rankings that they're putting out. Uh, Erie, I believe, is number one at that 4A level. So uh, L- Windsor, after losing to Fossil Ridge, has their hands full next week against Erie. That's going to be a big football game. Loveland, coming off the loss to Thompson Valley, they should be able to get back on track playing Greeley Central, but Greeley Central, a team that's 2-0. and Greeley Central and Loveland will hook up in Week 5. That's uh, going to be an interesting game. Uh, Greeley Central, they lost to Northridge in Week 3, but uh, bounced back against Palmer la- this last uh, night and, and won. So Loveland, Greeley Central, Greeley West, still trying to figure it out offensively. Only 12 points scored on the season. They will play Silver Creek in Week 5. And moving on to 5A football in the area, 5A football, Fort Collins will play Columbine. Uh, Fort Collins 0-4 will play Columbine. Fossil Ridge getting their first win of the season over Windsor. They will play Arvada West coming up next week. Pooter will play Monarch. Pooter's also 0-4. And Rocky Mountain 1-3. Rocky Mountain will play Horizon coming up in Week 5. So that's what the Week 5 schedule looks like. As I talked about, get out and... uh, Watch uh, the the Rocky Mountain Showdown doesn't start until eight o'clock tonight. So get out Dayspring Christian Academy versus Front Range Christian here in Greeley, one p.m. Home game for Dayspring. See if they can get going. Platte Valley at Wiggins today, at one p.m. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, this Chassis seating index a little bit. The way that they describe it on the website is the official Chassis selection and seating index is calculated by averaging each team's rating in the Chassis RPI and the Max Preps rankings. So they're putting out this Chassis seating index to kind of take place for the voted on uh, rankings that they've been putting out in the past. I've just kind of been looking at let's uh, let's look at the 3A level, and I just want to kind of compare what we're looking at at the 3A level with the voted on rankings by by teams, and let's look at the Chassa seating index comparison here. So, voted uh, on Lutheran is the consensus number one between two these two. Um, Lutheran is number one in the Chassa seating index. Lutheran is number one in the voted. Uh, poll also on coloradopreps.com. Roosevelt, however, this is where it, it gets a little iffy for me with the Chassis seating index. Roosevelt, the team coming off of a state championship, and now the Chassis seating index has them ranked seventh, but the voted on uh, poll is Roosevelt number two, the number two team in 3A. So there's a little bit uh of a, a situation here that is really going to cause some issues. Um, Chassa is always going to lean on the seating index when it comes down to it at the end of the season. The the way they build that bracket is going to be built off of this. It's not going to be built off of any votes by media members or coaches or anything like that. So Roosevelt uh, Roosevelt could change a lot here in the next week because uh, they play Holy Family. 
Uh, as I talked about, Holy Family and Roosevelt, this is going to be a huge game. Holy Family is ranked number three in the voted on poll. So right behind Roosevelt in the voted on poll, Holy Family number two in that seating index. So this game between Roosevelt and Holy Family, just a, a huge one. I'm, I'm guessing, I'm not sure if that game is at Roosevelt or if it's at Holy Family, but if that's in uh, Johnstown, I wouldn't be surprised if that's one that's on our, our voted on list for uh, us to cover next Friday night, if that's in Johnstown. Um, Green Mountain is number four in the voted on, and they are number three in the Chassis Seating Index. Let's look at another school from the area, Northridge. Northridge is number five in the voted on poll, Northridge number eight in the Chassis Seating Index. So one of the things that surprises me here, um, Thompson Valley, a team that we talked about uh, in the area also, they're number eight in the voted poll. That's before this week's games to that voted poll. So some things are going to change a little bit. But they are above Roosevelt, number six in the seeding index. So it's going to be interesting to watch this and how it plays out on the season and how that seeding comes with how the media members feel about these teams. So I appreciate you. I haven't got my pick in. See you to cover tonight, the 23 and a half. They're going to cover. I think they're going to cover rather easily, to be completely honest. So that's my pick. Uh, I, I Don't go and gamble on it because that's not something I do well. But uh, thank you for joining me. Mike Danson on Preps Rewind presented by Ghoul Parts. You've been listening to Northern Colorado's Voice 103.1 and 1310 KFKA.